The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. Welcome to Black Friday. Yes, it's the day for people who actually have the energy to get off their own couches and go out to stores and shop. People used to do these things. Did you know that? Did you know that? Are there people that do that? It's uh, Stu with Jeffy here today for uh, for Glenn Beck. Apparently there are. Um, it, you know, I'm always amazed by this because, first of all, I this is very difficult for me to do, which is getting out of my house today and coming in and doing a radio show when I could be sleeping and eating more leftovers. And I barely have the energy to do this. And this is a job where you just talk. Like, there's no heavy lifting. <laughs> there's not a lot going on here. But I'm amazed by people who are able to do that. And if that's you, more power to you. Supporting the economy, all those, all those things. Consumption, consumption, consumption. I believe in it. I'm actually, I'm, I'm supportive of it. And I think a lot of people would, um, would, would disagree with that. But there's a poll that came out. I, I really don't. I really think it's fantastic. And the people always bash consumption. They always say that this time of year shouldn't be about the gifts. And I guess that there are other things. Right? Certainly there are. There are other things other than stuffing your fat face and uh, putting presents under the tree. There are other important things, but there's nothing wrong with presents. There's nothing wrong with the wonder of the Thanksgiving dinner. However, uh, one of the things that comes around this time of year, and it's popped its head up again, is the idea that Stores are evil for opening on Thanksgiving. 57% of people say they are opposed to stores being open on Thanksgiving, getting Black Friday started early. Only 16% are in favor. Well, you know what? I am the 16%, okay? I I like the fact that they're open on Thanksgiving. And I think that there's this thing where, what, you know, we kind of look at this and... and you know, politicians are now embracing this, trying to shut down stores. Uh, there's pressure groups assigned to pressure these, you know, retail outlets to make sure that they're closed. The latest one, there's 70 now, 70 big stores will be closed on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, there's a huge list of them. And, you know, everything from American Girl to Lowe's to Costco, Crate and Barrel, Dillard's. Now, of course, they were all closed yesterday, so you didn't need to go there. Now you can go there, and now you can spend your money 24 hours later, and apparently that's going to make everything better. But, you know, if you're one of the people that look at this and say, this just sounds like an anti-capitalist argument, well, I, congratulations, you're right. Now, this argument comes almost exclusively from the left, although some people on the right kind of make it too. And, and you can tell it's BS, because when is the last time the left defended traditional family values? When is the last time the left became so incredibly passionate about your Thanksgiving gathering because they just couldn't get enough of those good old family values? How common is that? Yes, sure, they just happen to be taking shots at capitalism. Sure, they just happen to be berating uh, employers and small businesses around the country. Sure, they're doing that too, but the real motivation is they just love those mashed potatoes so much. They can't get enough of them. They can't get enough of a family a family dinner. The left is not suddenly for traditional values. This is just yet another argument against capitalism. And 
I think a lot of people would say, well, I, I don't think, I don't want to go out and go shopping on Thanksgiving. I want to spend time with my family. Well, good for you. If that's you, good for you, right? But that does not mean that that is good for everybody. Individuals make the choice. Individuals get to make the choice. They get to decide, hey, you know what? My family happens to suck. And maybe I don't want to spend all day with them. Maybe I want to leave immediately and get to a store and it better be open because I can't just drive around in circles the whole day. But I will. But I will if I have to. And, you know, look, I happen to have a family I like, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people show up to uh, Thanksgiving dinner and would love to have the excuse of, I've got to go to Lowe's. There's a bracket I need right now. Some of us have family that say, isn't there something you could be doing? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with that either. We don't, this is the point. When you're a, when you're a, a conservative, when you're a, a person who believes, who's an individualist, we don't make mass decisions for everybody. If a store wants to stay closed, well, fine. Let them stay closed. If they want to open, let them open. You're not losing anything by allowing people to make decisions on their own. If you don't want to go shop, don't go and shop. And this is, of course, you know, typical progressivism here, where you're able to, you know, they're going to make decisions for you. Now, I think the argument goes... Because that's too easy, right? Like, like they know they're right. going to lose that argument. So the argument goes, well, what we're doing is we're just protecting the worker. You see, what happens is someone goes get, gets a job at Lowe's, and they have to work, and therefore um, are you know, uh, forced to go to work when they don't want to. They can't spend time with their family because these evil corporations. Right, they, these, wa- they want you to work. Right, these evil profit seekers want to make sure, they want to force the uh, the average Joe to go work instead of, instead of having a turkey dinner at home. And again, this it's clear by the way they talk about it that it reveals it's just a shot against capitalism, right? I mean, like, yes. these evil corporations, this is the same standard crap you hear about the, you know, the minimum wage and uh, the corporate income tax and every other, oh, they want to cut regulations? Well, what about the average Joe who's protected by those regulations? It's the same argument. But it is important to realize that you have to look at this in multiple ways. First of all, if you, have, if you are an empl- employee uh, who works at a place that is open on Thanksgiving, you do have a choice. You do. Uh, just like if you want free um, free abortions covered by your work health care and uh, free contraception covered by your work health care, you have a choice to go to another employer. The progressive argument on that fact is, no, every employer has to offer these things, right? right. But you actually Doesn't have a choice, matter. right? Conservatives believe the employer should have the choice, and if you decide you don't want to work for that employer, you go to another one. And you might say, well, uh, you know, first of all, most employees uh, are uh, work under an employer that is closed on Thanksgiving. Almost all businesses are closed on Thanksgiving. And uh, that only gives you the choice of almost all employers when you're looking for a job. <laughs> okay? You know, I, I understand that you might be really annoyed. I know that we've had, in my, in my family, we've had 
there's always multiple Thanksgivings going on, and we would adjust the time of Thanksgiving. Wait, <laughs> yeah, there's what? There's lots of Thanksgivings. <laughs> but, you know, you have family members, right? You have one side of the family has Thanksgiving yep. at one place, one side has another place, and you're ba- a lot of people are bouncing back and forth. They're going to multiple houses, right? And we would adjust the times to make sure that those meals c- coincided when, when people were available. There'd Correct. be an earlier one and a later one. Because perhaps uh, someone had to work. Right, maybe someone had to work. I can be there after four. Okay. Okay, that's when we have dinner. If you're important enough, if if it's that important. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, we're the leftovers are in the kitchen. Exactly. Good to see you. You learn a little bit about your standing in the family when they're like, ah, well, the mashed potatoes, they're still kind of warm. They're sitting on the counter. We were going to wait, but we didn't. (laughs) We didn't. (laughs) But the other side of this, too, is ask employees, ask people who work in retail who are not always the most highly compensated employees in America. When they're making uh, 10 bucks an hour working at a retail job, ask them if they want to make $20 an hour for one day. If they want to make time and a half or double time or in some cases triple time for working on Thanksgiving, we're going to take that choice away from the employees, the employees that are not the highest earning in our society. We're going to take that away from them because it makes us feel good about traditional family values, which there's no way the left or the media actually cares about at all. No. Uh, that, I mean, that's just, it's just, it's not even, it's not even a realistic point. But the other thing is, I love the, the idea that retail is the, is the only thing we focus on. Think about your Thanksgiving day. This is what my Thanksgiving day was when you, when I was growing up, you'd get up in the morning and you flip on the parade, of course, the good old traditional Thanksgiving parade. And you'd watch the big fat balloons go down in between the city uh, blocks in New York. And you'd wonder, how is this so popular? It's just a very a bunch of slow-moving balloons. I cannot get my kids into it to save my life. They just really? don't. They're not impressed. Okay? But guess what? What you're watching is tens of thousands of people working. working. They're all working. This this it, you know the Pokemon balloon didn't blow itself up nope. and, and they, fly down Fifth Avenue. And they are not all volunteers. No, some of I them mean, are, but I mean that some of them are not. Yeah. You go to a turkey trot in the morning. I know Jeffy's a big runner, big uh big, Oh, you can't keep me away long from the distance, turkey trot. I like the early trot. ones. Get but up early, get started. Guess what's happening? Those people are working there. <laughs> then you go and you're it's okay, it's time to go off to grandma's house for Thanksgiving. And on the way there, well, we gotta stop for gas at a gas station where people it's are open. working. <laughs> They're working there. Maybe you stop for a quick uh, coffee or soda at a McDonald's where people are working. Then, of course, you get to the place. Uh, you get to Grandma's house, and they're, ah, yeah, we never got those rolls. We never got those dinner rolls. Oh, oh. we got to go out to the quick grocery store run. Well, let's make a quick grocery store run, you know, where people are working. working. And then you get inside, and you're back inside. You're getting ready. The, the the meal's coming together. Nice family time. And you know what? You look outside, and wow, is it cold out there. But it's not cold in here. Why isn't it cold in here? Because heat is running from a corporation that is producing that heat, and there's a lot of employees there right now on Thanksgiving working. How about that electricity? Oh, isn't that a wonder? Modern wonder. Isn't it fantastic <laughs> that the lights are all on in here? That doesn't just, there aren't, there aren't magic elves in your wall uh, running on hamster wheels to turn some magical power generation. There is a power plant. And yes, they probably have less people than normal, but there's a lot of people there working. Right. 
Oh, but then the traditional Thanksgiving, you have the meal, you sit down, you're, f- and this is what I did yesterday, a fat gut just falling out of your shirt, and you flip that's, on that TV, and you watch the traditional football game where, you know, you got to watch the Cowboys, you know, unfortunately, it's your choice, but you got the Cowboys, you got the Lions, and you got now apparently another third game. Yeah, you have to have a third. And, uh, and Cover the day. By the way, completely in favor of the third game, what football all day, but guess what you're seeing when you turn that on? You're seeing, first of all, two teams worth of uh, uh, players and uh, coaches and everybody else, they're all working. And guess what's ha- how are you seeing this magical thing? Well, I don't know, uh, progressives. Guess what you're seeing? You're seeing people barring cameras and you're seeing people directing shows and you're seeing all sorts of things going on. And all of those people are in the stadium and at home and, and the home office working. And then you're seeing tons of people who ha- who parked all these cars, parking attendants, and people who are inside the the, uh, the stadium running the concessions. No, those aren't open. No, they right? are. They're oh, they all are? open and they're all working. <laughs> and it's like, well, uh, this is... And of course, these are all... Some of those are really important. You have to have electricity and heat, of course. And this is just uh, mindless consumerism. It's just shopping. It's just shopping. And if you need to shop so badly, just shop online. Here's a crazy secret. (laughs) This is going to be, I know the left is going to be shocked by this. But you know what? Over at Amazon, there's a lot of people on Thanksgiving working. Working. They're all working for your benefit on these days. You know, this is all family values. Family values, right. It has nothing to do with family values. These places, there are people out there doing their jobs every day. And because we ignore all these thousands and thousands of people, we only have to stop, you know, some retail outlet from from actually uh, opening up. And here's the thing. This is the craziest part of this. Black Friday today. Is was is called that because okay, well, this is the day that theoretically retailers get into the black for the year, right? right. They run in the red all year, and then the Christmas season comes. Black Friday it turns to the black. Now that's not actually true, but that's why it was called that. I've got news for you: it's a lot harder for retailers to get in the black than it used to be. Yeah, you know, the, I don't know if you've noticed this. All these places, there's no more Toys R Us locations in the United States. It's hard for these for these companies to actually make it by. We're going to take a giant shopping day away from them because the left tells us they care suddenly about traditional family values. I know. It you know, sounds good. It does, yeah, does sound good. It does kind of sound good. It does. I mean, it makes you feel good. That Nostalgic for the days when nothing was open and you'd go. and I mean, what, If you don't have it, you don't need it. I, I, I understand it, you know, that, and that's, of course, true, but that but is not my decision to no, make for everybody else. No, it is not. And, by the way, it sounds good when you say, yeah, you know, I just I don't want those open. I want to be able to stay home. We're out of milk. All right, I'll be right back. Exactly. <laughs> and you run to a store where people are I working. told you to get milk yesterday. Why didn't you? I thought we had enough. All right, I'll go. I would think about this is a giant movement <laughs> in the in name of fi- traditional family values that is basically giving Amazon doesn't need another advantage (laughs) they're open all the time right they don't need yet another advantage here I love Amazon I have nothing against them but like when when you know traditional retailers are already getting killed by places like Amazon and you're going to take one of the most profitable theoretical days of the year away from them because you think you know people should stay home with a family they may or may not like 
It's quite presumptuous to tell everybody else what they need to do on Thanksgiving. Uh, I know. I, I don't like it. I don't like the idea that governments are now getting involved in it. I don't like the pressure group element of it. I you can I, I didn't go out shopping yesterday. I didn't want to. Oh, I wanted to spend time with my family. Somehow, Jeffy wanted to spend time with his family, too. I know they didn't want no, to spend time with him. Remember, I used the example of, isn't there something you should be doing? Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> let's take a minute here like, and realize that just because I happen to like it and Jeffy happens to like staying home with our families, that doesn't That's, mean everybody has to. No, they you should don't. be able to run away as much as you want. Absolutely. It's and by America. the way, uh, those movies that everybody went to see Thank and you. fell in love with, over the, amazingly, those don't just show up on the screen. No. Uh, there are people there oh, working. 888-727-BECK is the uh, phone number. By the way, well, welcome to Black Friday. If you made the choice to stay home with your family and run out the second, I love it. Like, oh, we care about traditional family values. By the way, stores open at 4 a.m. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. It's Jeffy and Stu here in for the Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program working. It's Stu and Jeffy in for Glenn Beck, who is currently eating his way out of a self-imposed uh, stuffing and mashed potato prison that he built. Uh, yesterday, and he's not that he, bad of a prison to be in. On, he didn't, could not get a microphone in there, though, so he's off today. He's uh, back on Monday, though. Uh, by the way, I want to remind you, uh, glenbeck.com slash tour, if you happen to be in Florida. Actually, let's get some, we should get some tickets away today. If you're in Florida and you want to go to the tour in either Tampa or Orlando, we're going to be there. I think it's next week, right? Isn't it next week? Yeah, yeah, the next week. Month. All right, if you're going to, if you want to go to, uh, if you want to go there, call, uh, 888-727-BECK. Uh, we'll give a, let's give a pair of tickets away now to, uh, if you are in, uh, Tampa or Orlando or can be there next week and want to go to the show, we would love to have you. Uh, so, uh, Mike will take a couple, uh, uh, calls there on that one and give some tickets away. Nice. Uh, there was a Black Friday shooting last night. Uh, as you know, this is what happens when Black Friday and capitalism comes together. People are struggling to get that hot new toy. It doesn't matter, and they wind up shooting each other, and that's the story I'm seeing everywhere. I know, but except it's not true. <laughs> it's not true on multiple <laughs> levels. First of all, it wasn't Black Friday. It was Thursday. So I, you, it can't be a Black Friday shooting if it happened on Thursday night. But, but their argument to that would be that the the mall opened because of Black Friday sales. Right. They opened early, right? It's even worse because yes, it happened yes. on Thanksgiving. Yes. However, it has nothing to do with struggling to get the new toy. It is a story in which it seems two teens were fighting. Yep. Uh, the fight escalated, having nothing to do with buying anything. Uh, they wound up apparently shooting at each other. Uh, a 12-year-old girl who was also there, uh, right. innocent bystander, was also hit. Uh, looks like she's going to be okay. Right. Uh, and then one, the police confronted the one teen who was trying to get away. And they killed him. Yes. Yes. So one dead, two injured in that uh, shooting. But you're seeing that as a Black Friday shooting. A real stretch to call it a Black sure, Friday but shooting. But they get it, me. right? And the, the mall is now closed so they can be happy. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, we'll t- we'll take your calls here. Uh, coming up, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. We also have some really good things that are happening. A lot of people like to look at the world and say, "Oh well, yeah, people are killing each other in malls." Well, we do know we covered this, I think, a little bit earlier in the week, where well, the murder rates down by fifty percent since the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Were well, you wouldn't think that you wouldn't think that you would not uh, think that. So well, let's come back and we'll do some of that as well. Uh, it's Stu and Jeffy in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Stu and Jeffy in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Something we just realized kind of just happened just a couple of moments ago on the air. I kind of realized that Glenn isn't here and I can do whatever I want. Uh, he can't. 
You can't stop I like me. that. Uh, which is fun. I it's like a fun that. thing to realize. That was a good thought. We should have thought of that earlier, actually. So <laughs> let's go to uh, Scott in Florida, who is uh, uh, calling in because we decided we're going to give away some tickets to this, the tour that's coming uh, next week. Uh, by the way, if you uh, want to buy tickets, glenbeck.com slash tour. Maybe we'll give away a bunch hey. today. Uh, Scott, you there? Yes, I am, and I'm calling from Tampa. Nice. And because you can do whatever you want, does that mean I get front row? Uh, well, I, 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 assume, I can't screw the people who actually bought the front row tickets, but I can get you in the in the house if if that'll work for you. <laughs> wow, uh, look at you. We're giving bring, you free tickets, and you're just asking for more. It's not enough. They, they call bring it Glenn Rice Krispie Treats. Oh, well, <laughs> he, do, he does like marshmallows. It will be sealed. There will be, you know, no razor blades inside. Nothing like that. Sure. I'm not into antics. Just so you know, everyone who puts razor blades inside of Rice Krispies treats says they are not putting Rice Krispies treats and razor blades together. So, uh, okay, Scott in Tampa, uh, you are in. Uh, thank you, and uh, we'll get you get your information here off the air. And I think we'll do more tickets here coming nice. up as well. Uh, so we got the Orlando and the Tampa show. Yes. That we can give tickets away for. Yeah, why not? I mean, I love it. <laughs> What's he going to do? We'll c- come back on the other side, and they'll say, well, you shouldn't have given those away. Oh, and no. I'm going to say, what are you going to do? Screw your fans? Oh, no. Screw You're the people right. who want to see you, know, you live? I thought for sure we wanted to, we needed to give those tickets away to our fans. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Thanks, Scott. We'll do more tickets here in a little bit. Let's go to uh, Trent in Michigan. Trent, welcome to the Glenbeck program. Hi. Good morning, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Hi. My name is... Uh, Trent, and I am a, an accordion player at the Frankenmuth Bavarian Inn, and I oh, love nice. working on Thanksgiving. You love, love working it. on I've Thanksgiving? I've been working on Thanksgiving for years. Ah, nice. and you said you work at an inn? Yeah, the Bavarian Inn in Frankenmuth. Don't you, you are not yeah, aware of the know. Bavarian Inn, Frankenmuth? Oh, that's good stuff, yeah. Mm. Chicken dinner. Yeah, that's all you can eat. Yeah, there, there you chicken go. Dinners, well, I'll say, <laughs> it's another good example, too. Inns, right? Like hotels, restaurants. Like all these places are open, too. The, you know, the Chinese restaurant in uh, in A Christmas Story is open on Christmas. There you go. Right? Those people, people were working. <laughs> so you actually like working on, on, on Thanksgiving. I think, you know, shouldn't you have the choice to do that, or should the government just shut you down? I have a lot of choice. You know, the, if, if I don't do it, some other accordion player will. You know, there's tons of them in Frankenmuth. <laughs> right. I do all the battles of the accordion players in Frankenmuth. Yeah, it's kind of like ugly. East Coast, West Coast rap. There's a huge battle <laughs> of accordion players in Frankenmuth. And I, we don't have time to get into the whole backstory of it. There's a lot of nuance in that. And I'm not sure which side of the I'm on. But I appreciate your call, uh, Trent. Thanks a lot. You know, he's not the only one, right? Right. You know, people are generous on Thanksgiving, I would assume. Uh, might be a good time to be out there uh, doing something where you can get paid. And maybe if right. you're getting tips as well, it might be a good time for that. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't no, he be does. He choice. does say something, though. He did say something that, um, you know, kind of bows into the argument of that the that the left will make, though, is that, uh, well, of course, if he doesn't if he decides he doesn't want to work and work with his family, someone else will take it and yeah. costing him his job. Yeah, that shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be the case. Right. They well, should instead yeah, should be, be forced to not work and <laughs> right. not make, to make a double any pay. Money. Right. I, like, who, why is it? The government or some pressure group's decision as to whether you are able to earn a living on a particular day. That should be your choice every Absolutely. single time. That is something fundamental, right? If you're able to to live a life in which you're able to support your family and you want to go out there, or if you just freaking want to do it and you want to spend it on, on Twinkies. Whatever you want. Is, I don't want to romanticize it here. You have the right to be lazy and you want to th- throw it at Xbox games? Do it. That is totally your right to do. And I just, I hate that. You know, we might think it's a better decision, but we don't get to make it for everybody. No, no, right? we do not. And and I like the idea of being able. We've all worked for a number of years where you've made the decision of we need people to work. Yeah, I'm working. 
I'll work. Yeah. Take I mean, it it, you know, Take this, this, the stupid voice you're hearing coming out of your radio right now. By the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but your radio station was likely on the air on Thanksgiving. Yes. You know, and how there were a lot happen? of people uh, busting oh, their ass. You know, people it, engineers and IT people and, uh, you know, uh, Probably a board op in some places, yeah. you know, depending on what what the level. Still though, okay, but e- okay, even the ones let's say that don't have the board ops. That you use the example of uh, electricity and the power companies having yep. people to work. I got news for you: if something goes down, people are on call. Yeah, to oh, come yeah. in and work. Oh man! So whether you started cutting your turkey or not. When something like that happens, you're working. Oh, that's true. If something goes wrong with this broadcast right now, there will be engineers that will have yes. to rush in. Uh, it, you know, and we're not on Thanksgiving. This is the day after. But if if that were no, happening, they would have to rush in and fix things. I mean, you know, these guys, engineers at radio stations, bust their asses. They're around. They're going. They're freaking climbing towers in the middle of the night uh, to fix problems, so you can hear the latest Britney Spears song. <laughs> Okay, and uh, they they got to come in, you know. But I'm here, uh, you know, filling in for Glenn Beck. Obviously, I'm on the show every single day. It's a national radio show. Been doing it for a long freaking time. You know where this started? This started the first time I was ever in a radio studio, and I learned how to run a board in a radio studio Amazing. overnight. Thanks, er, overnight uh, Christmas All Eve into Christmas. Thank you. That is the, that was the night from midnight to six Christmas Eve into Christmas. That's and, your shift. You want it, you want it or not? Yeah, yes, I want it. Please <laughs> let me in. You think I want pro- progressive government officials telling me I was not able to go in that night and learn? Because you know what? It's Christmas and you should be home with your family. They're all asleep. <laughs> I'll be home with them later. By the way, I was living in an apartment by myself. There was no there was no family to go home to. My parents were asleep. And uh, the, again, like individual circumstances uh, lead to individual decisions. Yes. And people should be able to make those decisions on their own. By the way, this is the, th- the thing that really bothers me about this. And it's not just being open on Thanksgiving. It's just the, the latest example of this. But it's constant fight against capitalism. And what's amazing about that is it's basically the best thing humankind has ever done. Capitalism has brought us from... I mean, look, you can't compare it with... And you want to talk about faith issues. You want to talk about God. Sure, there's things that are more... Uh, more amazing than anything that humans have done. However, I believe capitalism is a gift from God. I believe it is divinely inspired. Think about what it has accomplished. It's accomplished more than any other uh, any other idea in human history. The idea that people can associate with who they want to and, uh, and, and economically associate with who they want to when it comes to not only just capitalism as we think about it in the United States, but free trade and specialization and all of these wonderful things have, have created so much positive in the world. And there is it's an element of people constantly fighting against about against it every single opportunity. Every step. I just, I don't understand Every it. step. It's amazing. And people, by the way, uh, it's so terrible that people just continue to want to come here. Yeah, I know. Uh, they, they, they continue to want to come here and not leave. And not leave because it's a freaking great place to live. And, you know, we can all, we're all critical of certain things. I certainly bitch about, uh, you know, the government and things that they do all the time. And, you know, that is because I'm protecting this thing I think is so great. Right. But we still have it. We, we still have it better than anybody's ever had it. Listen to some of this. U.S. life expectancy uh, in, at 1800, in 1800 was 39 years old. Life expectancy, 39. In 1900, it was up to 49. In 1950, it was up to 68. Today, it's 79 years old. The average newborn today can expect to live an entire generation longer than his great-grandparents could. Wow. Think about that. 
1949, Popular Mechanics Magazine made the bold prediction that someday, in the distant future, a computer could weigh less than a ton. Wow. Can you imagine that? I can't. Can you I can't imagine, imagine that world? By the I way, can't. an iPad today weighs 0.73 pounds. I mean, we all carry phones with internet access and computer oh. access a hundred times, if not more, faster and more information than that ton computer. Yeah, had. and honestly, even from like the early 90s, think of how much better you know just your phone is than a computer that was you had in the mid-90s. I mean, when you could first get on the internet. Right. right? I mean, it's so much better. Average American now retires at the age of 62, which was, what, 40 years ago for you, Jeffy? 60. I remember 62. <laughs> you're really going, yeah. you're bringing that average uh, up quite a bit. Um, 100 years ago, the average American died at 51. Oof. Today, we retire at 62. That's incredible. That is. 2% of American homes had electricity in 1900. 2%. J.P. Morgan uh, was one of the first people to dis- to install electricity in his home, and it required a, pri- a private power plant on his property. <laughs> By 1950, still 30% of American homes didn't have electricity. It wasn't until the 1970s uh, that virtually all homes were powered. When you adjust for wage growth, growth electricity costs more than 10 times as much in 1900 than it does today. So we were still, we still had pe- plenty of people without electricity in 1970. Yeah, 30% of all wow. homes in 19. That was 1950, I think, for 30%. Okay. The 1970s is about when it really became okay. everywhere. Um, the number of lifetime years spent in leisure. So okay, you, you have a week where you work 40 hours. Maybe you, you, know, you have a few hours where you're drinking beers with the with the guys. You got some hours you're hanging with your kids. Whatever it is, leisure time. The number of lifetime years in your entire life spent in leisure, it's retirement time plus a time off during your working years, rose from 11 years in 1870 to 35 years in 1990. So in 1870, the leisure time was walking from field to field. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Given the rise in life expectancy, it's about 40 years today, which is amazing. The average American spends nearly half of their life in leisure. Oh, that's it, fantastic. I, it doesn't right? feel that way sometimes. No, it does not. I will say. No, it does not. If you would have told that to an American 100 years ago, they would have thought you were the wealthiest person in the world. Yeah. Half of your life in leisure? That's impossible. It's very possible, even for the average person today. Median household income adjusted for inflation was about $25,000 per year during the 1950s. It's nearly double that amount today. If you dig into how the average prosperous American family lived in the 1950s, you'll find a standard of living that we would call poverty today. That's wow. an incredible thing. I mean, you look That's at that around the world, it's even more stark. I mean, whenever you hear these uh, left-wing arguments of, you know, the wealthiest 1%, you have to realize that those same people who are fighting on behalf of the everyday factory worker here in the United are States, they? are they? Because look, many of those groups are saying the same thing in other countries about those factory workers yes. because in other in other countries they'll go to bangladesh and they'll put up a poster about the uh the you know the wealthiest one percent being e- evil and what they're referring to are people making about thirty eight thousand dollars a year or more in the united states that puts you in the wealthiest one percent of the world 
So think about so, it. They don't, nobody wants to think about that. No, and, and these groups do think about it, and they realize it's just class warfare anywhere they can get it. They'll, fight, they'll advocate for the same factory worker in the United States against the evil Rockefellers, and they'll advocate in Bangladesh and in China against the U.S. factory right. worker because they're so well off. They're, I mean, it's, it has nothing to do with fighting for a factory worker, I'll tell you that much. Um, according to the Census Bureau, only one in ten homes had air conditioning in 1960. That rose to 49% in 1973 and 89% today. The 11% that do not have air conditioning are mostly in cold climates. And that's it. I think about that's that improvement. Incredible. You lived in uh, Florida, Jeffy, uh, as oh, did I. Uh, and, you know, you still sweat like you do live in Florida, <laughs> even when it's 40 degrees outside. But can you imagine anyone choosing to live in Florida or Texas, for that matter, no. before air conditioning? No, I don't know what they did, actually. I mean, I, I can hypothesize why it. Uh, we need air conditioning in Florida, but aside, aside from the heat from the sun. Uh, but it, I, why would you live there? I mean, wouldn't you want to be away from there if you didn't have air conditioning? That's true. I uh, mean, air conditioning and refrigeration. Death. Yeah. Other than that, why would you? No, I'm not going to. We don't. We can stay up here. So these are good things. Absolutely. These are good things. All right. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. It's Stu and Jeffy in for Glenn Beck. Let's give another pair of tickets away to either the Tampa or Orlando show. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck <laughs> is the phone number. If you want to come see the show, it's next week in Tampa and Orlando. And if you're in that area, in. yeah, give a call. You, you're not allowed, Jeffy. No, uh, give a call you're now. Just giving them away. To yes. Eight 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 seven two seven Beck is the phone number. Back with more in a second. Glenn Beck Mercury. It's Stu and Jeffy in for Glenn here on the Glenn Beck program. Since he's not here, we're doing whatever we want, which includes giving tickets to you for free from for our upcoming shows in Tampa and Orlando next week. We uh, have Spencer in Florida on the phone. Spencer, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing great. So, uh, since you're doing doing whatever you want, how about some more on trivia this morning? Oh, okay. <laughs> more on trivia we played on Wednesday was correct again, so we're ten and two. Ten and two. Ten that and two incredible. this season. If you don't know. know, they're playing it on Pat Gray Unleashed every week, uh, so you can check that out on Fridays typically, right? Yes, uh, next Friday will be the next game. All right, uh, so Friday morning's 8 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we, by the way, there's not enough people here for us to do more trivia. There's like four people in the entire <laughs> building today. <laughs> they're yeah, all home with their families does, not working. It does take actual people that work yeah. to create that. <laughs> but we can get you into the show in Tampa um, uh, next week. It's glenbeck.com slash tour if you would like to join as well, or we'll give some extra tickets out here uh, uh coming up as well why should we let you in is there any any reason have you done anything good for society absolutely not just wanted to go through some entertainment that's perfect that's, okay that's uh, yeah, if you, if you had an answer to that we were going to hang up on you so uh, <laughs> i appreciate it spencer thanks so much for uh for uh, coming and we'll we'll see on uh on, on uh what is it I don't know, it's friday or saturday i think it's tampa friday is tampa saturday, saturday is Orlando, Orlando. i think it is I'll, we'll check it out go. for you uh let me give you a couple more of these as we go here uh adjusted for overall inflation Cost of an average round-trip airline ticket has fallen 50% from 1978 to today. Average new home. The average new home has more bathrooms than occupants. How fantastic is that? <laughs> more bathrooms than occupants. And if you're in a house with Jeffy, you, be- you definitely want more bathrooms than occupants. I'll tell you that. Back in a second. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. If you happen to be in a deep, deep holiday depression today, keep this in mind. 
we are in the season of the 2020 election already. And yes. was good things ahead. Two freaking years of a presidential election. Uh, but this one's going to be a lot of fun because this time we have a massive field of Democrats who are going to be beating each other up for the next year and a half. Well, that's good. And that is going to be massively entertaining. That'll be fun. Yeah. It is going to be really fun. So get used to it. Um, but I will say that something happened in a college football game the other day that actually kind of reminds me of how I feel about just politics in general. Every time I think about Washington, I think just like this, this referee-lism. Of the play is a touchdown. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct on all players from both teams. That'll be their first unsportsmanlike conduct foul. I, that. I don't think I've ever heard that before. All players on both teams. On every team. Hey, can you it's, do that? Uh, yes, you can now. Apparently, you can. Everybody gets a check mark. You're done. <laughs> I love that's that. It. I honestly did not know you could just call mass like collective penalties like that. But I like it. Well, instead, of, I mean, it's probably been done where he's they've called it on the team. I guess but but just, the way he said it was great. All, players, all players on, on both <laughs> teams. Look, <laughs> <laughs> we are all on sports with like conduct right now. Mm-hmm. And if you, if that's how you feel about Washington, wait until this next year and a half. This oh, is going to be this is going to be amazing. I want to spend some time on Black Friday as you're driving and going out and you're doing your your Black Friday shopping, or you're more likely actually you know doing anything else if you're smart. Because I don't want to go anywhere near these stores today. Uh, but it's a whole other story. We have a list of the potential candidates who are going to take on Donald Trump in 2020. Well, not only will this be fun to watch and fun to have, but it'll be fun to hear who thinks can beat who they think can beat him. <laughs> right now, as I'm scrolling through, the list is pretty expansive. Really, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 15, 16, 17, wow. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. I see 40 wow. here if I counted that right. And by the way, there are already a couple of names that are not on this list. That I think are very possible. So if you if you notice any, Jeffy, if you think of any during the time that, that might be on the list. I'm interested write it to down. hear the 40, though. Okay, here I mean, we go. This got to be because uh, some of these people cannot honestly believe that they have a shot. Oh, no. I think there are a lot of different reasons you run for president. Like, why why do you keep your name in the running? Because you're relevant until you take it off the list. That's true. As soon as, as soon as you say, I'm not running, and people believe you. Now, this is not like Beto O'Rourke, right? Like, Beto says, oh, I'm not running. And nobody believes him. Right. So no not one takes chance. him off the list. But when you are convincing and you take your name off the list, everyone forgets about you. You can't sell any books. You can't book speeches. It's all dead. <laughs> it's such a scam. It's, such a, it's a money grab for a lot of these people or oh, a power yeah. grab, right? Like, you're trying to raise your name, uh, you know, up in the list so people will think that you're relevant. Heaven forbid they just stick to the job that we elected them to do in the first place as oh, congressman no, or senator. That's terrible. Well, let's start there. We'll start with senators. Okay, here we go. We've got a list of 40 here. And if you have anyone else you think is not on this list, feel free to call in. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. It's Stu and Jeffy in for Glenn today, who's uh, still eating mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he probably is. <laughs> probably is. Okay, number, they're the first on the list, and this is not in any particular order other than they've grouped them by... You know, the place they're coming from. For example, we start with senators, okay? 
Cory Booker. Um, now, Cory Booker, Booker to me has no chance of being president, and I never, I know I should never say that because every time I say it, the next that person's, that president. person's president. Right? I said it about Barack Obama. I was like, this guy's been senator for two years. What? He's not going to be president, there and then, then he's president. Right. All right? We've seen this happen over and over again. So, Cory Booker, uh, we all know that he had his I am Spartacus moment. He sure did. Mm-hmm. And this is why the big indication is he's going to run, because he did everything he could to grandstand yeah, he did. Uh, during the Kavanaugh thing. The I am Spartacus thing was his way of saying, I am such an extreme uh, opponent of a conservative justice. I will break the law uh, to stop him. Now, that was his case. We know he didn't break the law. <laughs> He was just, right. He, he was, think about that. He was actually saying no. It's like a it's a it's a police officer pulling you over. And go. By the way, you were not speeding. Yes, I was. I sure <laughs> was speeding, and I was drunk and I'm reckless driving too. Like he was trying to convince everyone. He was super tough. So the incentives are he was trying to signal a 2020 run, trying to get activists on his side. I do not think it worked. I, I don't I, think it worked either. He he doesn't. I don't know. Again, I don't want to say that he's not going to do it because we have been wrong, but um, he doesn't seem likable yeah and let's rate these as we go through do they have any chance of being the democratic nominee and do they have any chance of beating donald trump if they are i mean i I could see Corey maybe about the at the vp level maybe maybe that's a good point let's we'll add that question too so there's three (laughs) questions i like this uh vp uh nominee maybe and beating trump spartacus to ride along I think that's the only one he has a chance for is VP, and I and I think that would be a very bad decision by the Democrats, I think but it's so possible. Too. All right, we got forty of these, so let's go. <laughs> uh, the second one, Sherrod Brown. He is the uh, senator from Ohio. Oh, yeah. um, he just won an easy election in a uh, in a state that is known as a swing state, but is leading red lately. Uh, what he's known for, of course, is the Democrat that keeps winning in Ohio. This is according to Politico, by the way. Put together this list. Uh, he has, of course, been focusing on re-election for this last campaign. People are thinking he's a kind of a, a left-wing populist in a, in a somewhat red state that continues to win an important state for the election. Would this be a good candidate? No I, way. I, so let's go up the list here. Would he, could he be a VP candidate? I think the answer is Maybe. yes. I think Maybe, yes, yeah. it could be. Could he be the nominee? This is a question here. I... I think it's possible. I think there's a path there really? for Sherrod Brown. I think it's a, it's a narrow path. And wow. I think the issue with with him is he's not going to be seen as uh, an, an extremist activist favorite. He's not going to get a lot of the left, left, left-wing love. He's only going to get left, left-wing love. As a VP runner, though, as VP, mm-hmm. he get, brings you Ohio, yeah, right? Maybe. And, no. Well, yeah, That's okay. the thought. Right. And he's... Uh, not known enough to where he can be, you know, he could say, I, I'm not that extreme. I'm on your side. Right. I, I, it's The VP one I can definitely see. Because especially if you get a, a more left-wing candidate, yeah. more activist-level candidate running, um, you could see them, okay, Sherrod Brown, is he's a, he's a long, he's yeah. been around. It's kind of, you know, it's not a sexy pick, but you could see somebody picking him as a VP. I do, I do not think he's, people, will, people like him against Trump on the Democratic side. Oof. The people who argue for him because... He could pick off some of that was the area that Trump won that other previous Republicans like Romney didn't right uh, think, that area right like guys between, like Cory Booker and Sherman, I don't know that they know what they're up against I don't think so either all right so there we go <laughs> Kirsten Gillibrand she's the senator from oh, yeah. uh, from New York she's uh, of course been big on the Me Too thing she's been kind of the public yeah. face as far as senators go on the Me Too thing she said that Bill Clinton should have resigned during the Monica Lewinsky scandal uh, she at she led the campaign to get Al Franken to resign as well. 
Right. Uh, she's already visited New Hampshire and Nevada. Um, and she's gone to, she's kind of been known as a, not a super far left Democrat. Again, we're talking degrees of right. left here. So I, I understand that she's very liberal, but she's been trying to position herself as a little more moderate than uh, the, you know, the far left people. She also, though, has now been lately moving left to try to attract those activists. She's she was saying she wants to abolish ICE, for example. I mean, this is a you know very far left wing and a federal jobs guarantee. I mean, these are multiple trillion yeah. dollar policies that she's supporting. No, she could. I could see her definitely running. Definitely. I mean, I definitely running. Yeah, that's the fourth question. Is he going to run? Okay, now we're going to go. Will Will she run? I think the answer to that Absolutely, is yes. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Could she be a VP? I think the answer to that is yes. Yes. Yeah, could she be both. the nominee? I don't know. I wouldn't completely rule it out. I don't know. Could she beat Donald Trump? I don't think so. No way. I don't think so. No way. It's not impossible, I guess, but I don't think so. Again, you got to understand, too, that the climate could be a little bit different than it is right now. If the economy goes south, almost anybody can beat Donald Trump. He, that economy has to stay together. Um, and that is going to be very oh, difficult. Uh, to, if it doesn't stay together, there's going to be a lot of trouble there in this campaign. Next up, uh, Tim Kaine, the most forgettable VP candidate <laughs> in history. Somebody, I bet, I bet, eighty percent of Hillary Clinton voters could not name who they voted for who in they that voted VP for ticket. With VP? He was That's a giant true. zilch. He brought as, nothing as a candidate. to that. Brought nothing to that ticket. That was too bad. I mean, I, I that did not work at all. It didn't work at all. At all. A ter- I mean, again, you can always second guess these things. But like people be- beat up on the McCain pick of Sarah Palin, and it's like, well, Palin at least energized the base yeah. for McCain. It was the only reason I voted for him, to be honest. For a big you, state. Uh, at that time. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I, you can argue that they were going to win Alaska state, anyway. But, but yes, okay. But, okay. You know, but, I mean, I think, too, you know, when you look at the exit polling, more people voted uh, for the ticket because of Sarah Palin than voted against it because of Sarah Palin. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It didn't wind up working. And I think, you know, McCain second-guessed it uh, before his uh, uh, death. But he he was uh, – I, but, but, I mean, I don't know how you argue in Kane's favor here. Uh, he did nothing. He he right. he had a chance in the spotlight and did nothing with it. It cannot be. He's not going to run. He cannot be the vice president. He's not going to be the nominee. And there's no way he could beat Trump. All of those agreed. things. Agreed. I think we're agreed on. Yes. Uh, Amy Klobuchar. She is the senator from Minnesota. She is, uh, you know, talked about in Democratic circles as a centrist. Uh, she is. I don't. I don't necessarily believe that, of course, but that's the way she's talked about. Um, she is a Democrat in a in a state that leans blue, but was pretty close in 2016. There are now two female senators. I think too the female advantage here is important. I would be, I would not be, I would be stunned if one of the two places on that ticket are not a woman. Yeah, Again, they almost have to be. This is a party that is obsessed with identity. Yeah, they almost have to be. Um, and I, so I think I think Klobuchar absolute VP uh, candidate in the as a possibility. Do you think she'll run? I think there's a good chance of it. Really? I'm not sold. I don't know. But she's she's not particularly well-known uh, outside of her state. Uh, could she be the nominee? I think there's a path there. I think there's a path for for almost every woman, woman on this list that hasn't shown themselves to be particularly awful. Uh, we'll get to okay. some of those in a bit. Uh, can she beat Trump? Well, you know, that's no going to be that's going to be tough. I, one. I, I, you got to have a fighter in that role. I think. Yes. I think they they learned their lesson from that. And they have to have someone that can you know someone that can take up you know, a fighter. Yeah, I mean that's the only way to say it. They've got to be able to take those punches and punch back and punch back well. 
punch back well. Hillary Clinton was terrible right. at that. She could not do it at all. And I think it was probably her biggest downfall as far as that election went. Now, look, her policies were all terrible, too. But Democrats yeah. don't care about that. Uh, the people who could have voted for Hillary and decided instead to vote for Trump, I think, just saw her as just not incapable. She couldn't she couldn't deal. If she can't deal with the pressure there. Can she deal with, right. you know, the, the Vladimir Putin's of the world? Look, she was secretary of state uh, in a period that wasn't exactly successful uh, in my my estimation. But, you know, we'll see. Jeff Merkley, uh, he is the senator from Oregon. Uh, he is the only U.S. senator to endorse Bernie Sanders in 2016. So you see the approach he's That's going for Jeff here. Jeff Merkley? Jeff Merkley. Uh, he's a big climate guy. Big, big, I would, oh, you know, call him a climate extremist in my mind. But he's a big climate guy. He has been open about the possibility of running. He's visited the early states. He's reportedly hired staffers in Iowa and Nevada uh, with a with a pack there. Again, I don't. I maybe he's going to run. It seems like he's in, he's leaning that way. I do not think he's a, a serious contender for the nomination. Or no way. You know, someone's going to grab that Bernie Sanders mantle there, and it may or may not Ooh. be Bernie himself. We'll get to him here in a second. Uh, but uh, I don't think it's going to be Merkley. He's too. He's not. A, he's not known well enough. Could he be a, a VP candidate? Even. I mean, I the only know. way I could see that happening is if you had a, a, a someone who you was really considered to be a centrist Democrat somehow won, and they wanted to pull someone over to get the left wing on their side. <laughs> but I don't see. I don't that says so. it all about say Jeff no. Merkley because I actually looked him up. I, I really meant it. Who? Yeah. Uh, Education, Woodrow Wilson School of Public and International Affairs, there you go. number one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We have a bunch more to get to here. Who is going to be running against Donald Trump? We're figuring that out today. We're solving that issue for you. It's uh, Stu and Jeffy here for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number, and also the number you should call now if you're in Florida and want to go to the Tampa or Orlando stage tour show. We're coming next week to Tampa on November thirtieth, which is Friday. A week from today, and Orlando, December 1st. If you'd like to go to either one of those shows, give us a call. We're giving away a pair of tickets now. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. We're going through the 2020 candidates for President of the United States. It's Stu and Jeffy in for Glenn. And we have, we're down to Elizabeth Warren. Now, when I talked just a moment ago about how you need to have someone, if you want to beat Donald Trump, they're going to have to pick somebody who can fight and hang and deal with the pressure of of the sort of stuff he brings, right? right? Like Pocahontas, right? She has proved she cannot handle that. I know. She is the ultimate example of somebody who is, if they name her the nominee, if she gets that gig, she is going to get destroyed by Donald Trump. Uh, that That's for sure. And look, obviously, I don't want Elizabeth Warren to be president, so uh, go ahead and name her because she's going to lose. Um, but it, stranger things have happened in the world, and so I do not want her being president <laughs> of the United States. Well, it's possible that they run her, though. I, she's one of the top tier people. I will say, I think she destroyed her chances with this whole. I I went to twenty three and me dot com, and they yeah. said I was one one thousandth Native American. It was that handled was a so poorly, dumb move so dumb. poorly that I I think unfortunately Democrats got the idea. Whoa, she's going to be a disaster if we if she's the nominee. Listen to this. This is uh, from uh, a podcast. Uh, Five thirty eight did a podcast going through a bunch of the nominees as well uh, a couple weeks ago. And the crowd is very democratic. Like they're they're very they're cheering Amy right. Klobuchar, and they're inside politics people, right? So listen to the crowd reaction. However, to Elizabeth Warren, listen to this. So Claire, who is the number one overall choice in our 2020 Democratic primary draft? I am sticking with my last first round choice of Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Okay, there it is. They don't like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, that is not. It's not an endorsement. They don't like that. I'll tell you that. 
Uh, and I think that's smart. And she cannot. No, she cannot. She's not. I mean, I think she's going to run, but I do not think she has a chance of winning. Uh, how about Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders is next up on the list. No way. We're going through. I think there's 40 of these, by the way. Bernie Sanders. Can he win the nomination? I mean, he finished second last time. He was competitive with Hillary. There's an argument to be made. I know. But, but I, I do I feel like he's old news, right? Yes, he is old news. And he's old. And he's old. He's 77. I mean, that's look, Elizabeth Warren has that issue, too. I mean, everybody wants to think of her as the little young spring chicken senator, but she's not. No, she is. She's uh, what, 67, 69. 68? Yeah, okay. 69. Look, Donald Trump's not young either, though. Um, but I think like that's a, a smart thing for the Democrats to do is probably pick somebody who can make that point right if you're right if you're right if you got a 50 year old candidate you can say look i mean he you know donald trump's the old policy of the past you know they're going to say it anyway uh bernie sanders will be like, i'm the future the future of marxism you know <laughs> and like, wow what a dive into the future there bernie uh, but i don't think he's going to win i would be no. stunned if he is the guy i think they can get the same policies from somebody in a better package because when Bernie came out the first time, people were like, oh, well, there's a lot of socialists in the Democratic Party. Yeah, but they didn't say it. Nope, they did not. They didn't admit it back then. Not. And Bernie, one of the things that uh, Bernie does is that, you know, despite disliking him in his old, he's actually, you know, he's he's not dumb. He's, you know, he, he, knows how, he knows how to word his stuff. And where you have, uh, what's her face from New York? You're not going to get that from her. It's too soon. Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. or you're talking Ooh. about. Yeah. Well, luckily, she's at least seven years away from having a chance to run for oh. president. Uh, but who knows well, in, this world, in this world? <laughs> that needs to change. I don't know who's responsible for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Bernie, I, I don't think it's, it's going to happen for Bernie here. Um, but it's not completely impossible. You have to think that there's a path there. Oh. And you hate whenever you get to a one-on-one, you know, it, it, well, one-on-one when it's what it, it, a lot of it has to do with what's happening at the time. If you know a, a major world event, I mean, no one would have, no one could have beaten Barack Obama in 2008 because of the financial collapse. Right, it happened right. a month before we were in the middle of a massive recession. No matter who the Democrats trotted out there, and if they had a socialist, we would have elected one. And now Barack Obama was pretty close <laughs> in many ways to a socialist. But let me give you the, let me give you the determination, the difference here. Bernie Sanders in 2013 uh, came out with a proposal for Medicare for everyone, universal health care. He got no co-sponsors, zero. Now almost everyone on this list of senators I just gave you has openly supported that bill. That's how far we've come in a very short time. Back with the rest of the candidates here in just a moment. So uh, if you want to get your Christmas shopping done right this second, go to glenbeck.com slash tour. Uh, you give them tickets to next week's show in Tampa or Orlando. And uh, you say, well, you're getting nothing on Christmas. That's, that was your Christmas present, stupid. Whatever that is. Uh, you go ahead and do that. Glenbeck.com slash tour. Uh, quickly, we have David from Florida on the line. David, welcome to the Glenbeck program. Thanks, dude. Glad to be on the program. And uh, I, I was looking and trying to get some tickets for my wife's birthday. We were at the show a couple of years ago, and we had the best time. It was amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and you want to go to this uh, this event here in Tampa? Uh, yes, sir. All right. And you're hoping to relive the best time? I mean, it's been a couple of years. I yeah. think it should be mandatory for for everybody to go to see and have some good times, but at the same time, listen to some of the nonsense that's going on. Oh, yeah. Take the edge off the holidays. <laughs> yes. Well, we will definitely do that. It'll take the edge off the holidays. I will say we're a couple of years older and fatter, so it's not going to be pretty, but we do appreciate it, and we'll uh, we'll get you into the show. And, and there's nothing like uh, surprising your wife for her birthday on national radio, so I think that'll... It's all good. Uh, the surprise will work out well for you. 
She will have the best time, and she'll be so surprised. So thank you very much. Thank you, David. Thank you very much. Tampa, the mothership of this program is where it all started. Uh, Orlando, one of our first affiliates. So if you happen to be in those areas, we'd love to see you uh, November 30th and December 1st uh, at glenbeck.com slash tour. Look, Glenn's not here, so we're just going to go ahead and give (laughs) some giveaway anyway. Well, there's got to be some promotional tickets somewhere, right? They'll figure this out after. Once they know, they have all the names and everything. They're like, wait, would you give away tickets? Yes. Yes. You know where you were? Somewhere else. Not here. If you were <laughs> so, here, you could have stopped me, but you weren't. Nope. We were out. There was so. a holiday working. <laughs> all right. We're getting through this list. As Jeffy points out, we've only made it through eight and a half an hour, and there's so three on this list. So I'll try to go, to go through. There's only one more big, uh, big name senator here. Uh, Kamala Harris would be the one that oh, I would say yeah. is in the top tier here. And I think there is oh, an yeah. argument for Kamala Harris sure on is. all of our questions. I think she's definitely going to run. I think VP is absolutely in the picture for her. She's yes. from California. She's kind of the hot. She's like the the hot new. You're getting Bernie Sanders policies out of a younger female candidate who seems to have ability. Uh, she, she's a former prosecutor, so she seems to have uh, ability in that yeah. she can deal with the attacks and the back and forth a little bit with Donald Trump. She was not impressive in the Kavanaugh thing, but she wasn't Cory Booker. She she was she was she was aggressive. And I would argue lied a lot. Yes. But again, remember, we're talking about Democrats voting for this. So can that happen? Possible. Uh, I think it can. That's I think possible. Kamala Harris is, yeah, is, in, so the, is in the top Sadly, tier. I think that's, uh, that's true. Mark Warner from Virginia. I don't uh, know. Nah. Right. I mean, no. I, how about this, Jimmy? I'll go through these names. A lot of them are going to get more and more obscure. We all know the only. OK, let's go through the list. I mean, we all know the most important person from Virginia is Jim Gilmore. Jim, I, mean, I don't class. think Jim's running this no, time. No, he's not. He's giving it a rest, but okay. it's okay. Uh, if you have one that you want, we want to expand on, you can stop okay. me. But you I think it. we're going to go through some Mark of these Warner, and just say, no you know, no. How about John Delaney? He's a U.S. representative from Maryland. No. Uh, no. Right? He's not He's not going to be the nominee. This one's interesting, though. Tulsi Gabbard? Now, Tulsi Gabbard, I've never heard her, Big fan her name Tulsi before. Gabbard. She is a U.S. representative from Hawaii. Um, she was uh, apparently a major in the, in the oh, Army yes. National Guard and Hawaii yes. representative. She is actually, I've seen her speak a couple of times. She's really good. Uh, I, I, but nobody knows who she is. Yes. Again, that's the problem. Now, this, is, this, this opens us up to a different level of running for president. You don't always run for president to be president. Sometimes you run for president to, to get be known, recognized. Uh, a vice presidential possibility. And sometimes you run just to get known. Get your name good. from 0% uh, understanding to 30 40 percent so next time when you want to run you have a chance this she might would, be what we're looking at here she's yeah. 37 years yeah, old she would do that and she's a bernie sanders sort she of sure democrat uh her approach to foreign policy including a visit with syrian president bashar al-assad yeah. put her outside many in the democratic mainstream i don't know if that's true but uh, that that would be an interesting thing to yeah. talk about uh, but she has gone to early states, and apparently, again, I don't. It doesn't seem like this time would be the time for her. But it's someone no, to consider long term. She needs to be recognized. I mean, you're right. If she runs, it's because she wants people to know who she is, and she needs to do that. Yeah, expand again. And Hawaii is not a great state to right. uh, come from. However, obviously, we've seen someone born in Hawaii become president. Also, I would argue um, uh, the the main one here is the potential is VP here. There's a there's not a, if you have a eighty like you have a Bernie Sanders actually wins. You could see someone like this being named as a uh, as a. Oh, VP she'd be candidate. a great VP for that, yeah. Uh, Joe Kennedy, representative from Massachusetts. You got no. the name. You got anything else? I don't. No. I don't think no. so. Right now, no, all you have is the the speech sweat night, right? Mm-hmm. The lip balm night. Lip balm Isn't that night. Him? I don't know. I think that was him. <laughs> is it, he's yeah. the lip balm guy. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Uh, Seth Moulton. Uh, he is a U.S. representative from Massachusetts. Was in the Marine Corps. 
uh, known for uh, pushing hard to get more veterans to run for office. Uh, he is pushed back against Nancy Pelosi. He's been to New Hampshire and Iowa. Mm. You know, I don't know. I mean, I again, probably in the outside picture for a VP. Uh, that's about Maybe. it. Maybe. Beto O'Rourke, as you have to consider, probably at this point, oddly, Abs- a top-tier candidate. Yeah. He is a U.S. representative from Texas. Sure is. Famously lost to Ted Cruz by less than three points. Uh, he, they did like him. He was a good campaigner. I mean, he did a good job. Um, I mean, he, he very, very liberal, way too liberal for Texas. But when it comes to mainstream Democrat right now, love him. probably right there. Yes, so absolutely. He's one that could really make a damage. He's probably, uh, he's probably yes to all of these questions. Could he run? Almost definitely. Could he be the VP? Oh, definitely. Uh, could he be the nominee? I think the answer to that is yes. Could yeah. he beat Trump in the right circumstance? They, the, the answer is probably yes. Again, I think that it depends on what happens with the economy. Um, I don't know how he would react to that sort of pressure. Cruz is not the guy who brings it like Trump does, so I don't know how I know. he. I don't know how that would go, uh, but it's not impossible. Not impossible. Again, we're just trying to eliminate people. Tim Ryan from Ohio, a state senator, is there now, U.S. representative. Uh, he is, you know, he's been critical of Pelosi. He's one of those Rust Belt guys. I don't think so. Uh, Eric Swalwell does look like he's going to run. He's thirty-seven years old. Uh, he's a U.S. Represent- representative from California. Most famously, recently, he talked about nuking the United States oh, yeah. in case people had guns. I was just trying to think. I know this name. <laughs> yes. The nuke guy. It does look like he's going to run. I will say that. Uh, again, yeah. I don't think he's a yes on any of our questions. Uh, above that, though, he's not going to be. I don't think he's a VP candidate. I, mean, I, I can. Trump will just spend the the entire time beating him up for wanting to nuke the Second Amendment. Right. It'll be the end. <laughs> I guess. I. I mean, he doesn't. Again. When you're on Twitter making ridiculous comments like that, you're saying Swalwell is the perfect example of what I was talking about. A guy who is not known nationally, wants to be known nationally, and is using a run for the presidency as his opportunity to get known that way. Uh, So he's trying to raise his profile. Maybe this leads to him running for Senate or governor of of California at some point. Uh, Most definitely. Uh, You know, that is what you're trying to do. You're not trying to become president as a 37-year-old congressman running uh, with his profile. That's just, it's not even what he's attempting. He does anything he wants in California if he wants to nuke gun owners. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) That's odd, but true. Steve Bullock, he's the uh, governor of Montana. Uh, he is a red state Democrat, and that's a profile that a lot of people on the left are looking for and saying, hey, if we pick a crazy liberal, we're going to lose again. Instead, we need to pick someone who comes from a red state, who can talk to the middle of the country a little bit, who can say, hey, I understand that maybe not all gun owners are terrorists. Right. Uh, do you think, I mean, he's visited the early states. He definitely seems like he's going to run. Um a VP candidate is yes. probably in the picture yeah. for him. Again, though, the profile probably not high enough. Andrew Cuomo just reelected in New York. I think he, I think Cuomo's got a lot of corruption issues he's going to have to deal with. Uh, I don't think he, he thinks an awful lot of himself. And doesn't. nobody loves Andrew Cuomo more I than know. Andrew Cuomo. Um, but I I don't think there's a legitimate chance he could. I don't think there's he could he could run. I don't even think he's going to run. But he could run. I don't think he could be VP or nominee no. or any of that. I don't think. No. No. Again, how many freaking New York people do we have to run? Can we get another state to do anything? <laughs> I mean, uh, what is this? Both parties are running New York people yeah. all the time. I, you know, I'm, I was born in the state, and I don't want a New York another New York president. <laughs> We've had enough. We've got one right now. We'll, we've got him. He's in office. When he decides to leave office and that that's over, let's go to another state. How about that? John Hickenlooper. I, I say love no. John Hickenlooper. You, you do. I say no because of the name. No, there's no way Hickenlooper. No, you just can't right. have a president Hickenlooper. No. I just feel like it just doesn't work. <laughs> like if if 
24 had a season where the president, his last name was Hickenlooper. It would not work as a season. No, because it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound right. No, I don't know why. Not. That's not fair. I understand no, that. No, Hickenlooper is a grocery store in Illinois somewhere. Now, what Politico... <laughs> Hickenlooper would be a great place to get chicken cutlets. You get those at Hickenloopers, you know? they're the yeah, best ever. That does feel like a grocery store. You're right. You walk into Hickenloopers, they've got great produce. It's on sale. Organic on the left. I feel like that's possible. <laughs> uh, he, he, what Politico says he's known for is, is he's a centrist. He's oh. a business-oriented governor. But he led the way on gun control. And I do remember him from the gun control debate. He is super far left on that Ooh. issue. Uh, so that's uh, interesting. He uh, he is big friends, by the way, with John Kasich. Now Kasich is not on this list, but he wants to run. But I mean, look, he's he's. You think he's he's at least exploring a run? Yeah, he's, if he, he can loves, justify a run, he will do it against he'll, Trump. And he'll justify it anyway. Probably as an independent, right? Yeah, he said he was looking at an independent or a third party. Yeah, I mean, or a third. Okay, or, stop it, John. Yeah, I, I mean, look, Kasich has no chance of winning. Um, but also is uh, the 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 thought here though is. Kasich Hickenlooper or Hickenlooper Kasich running as a unity candidate. I want that ticket now. <laughs> I do. I want. I'm voting yes to this ticket. But the bigger question is: Do you get your stakes at Kasichs or Hickenloopers? Because <laughs> I feel like both of them. Okay, Jay Inslee. He's the uh, governor of Washington. Uh, he's a, was a U.S. representative. Currently, the chairman of the Democratic Governors Association. Uh, big climate guy. That's kind of his thing. I don't think climate's Ooh. a path to the White House, though. Nope. Uh, Al Gore could maybe answer that. Uh, but, you know, Gore had to run two terms as a VP to even get in the picture to be president. And he's really the main guy on that issue. And I just don't think you can't be a one one issue guy on climate. People don't care enough. They say they care, but they don't care. And was he a what one? Was he that bad when he was running? Gore? Yeah. Well, no, he tried to run a little bit towards... I don't remember him being that, as bad no. as he became. No, in fact, became. I remember going back and looking at his old books, and that's where a lot of the stuff you found, the really crazy stuff. It's like, oh, he wants to get rid of all cars. Right. <laughs> like, wait, all right, I don't think this is... Okay, Terry McAuliffe, big Clinton ally, oh. uh, former governor, or he's, yeah. he's current governor, excuse me, of Virginia. He used to be the... He's a former DNC guy. Yeah. Real political insider, Hillary guy all the way. I think he could run... I can't imagine they go down this road. This is essentially running a male Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And I can't imagine that's a good idea for the Democrats. Uh, and I don't think they're going to go that way. No, the Clintons need to be gone. And he's they, basically a Clinton. Yes. He's basically a Clinton. And so I would say no. I would one. say the Clintons make the Democratic Party untouchable. Yeah, we're talking about the Democratic nominees, a big list of them. Which ones do you think have a chance? Which ones uh, are not even serious competitors? Martin O'Malley. I mean, he's not, he, he couldn't even win last time when there was three candidates. There's going to be 30 this time. He has no chance. No way. Deval Patrick, I don't think has done a good enough job uh, as the governor of uh, Massachusetts. Uh, he's you know also with Bain Capital, and he's done all sorts of stuff. He he's, a, he's a close Obama uh, ally. Uh, but I, I feel like yeah, yeah. He's it's it's not it's not out of the question. But I think I still think unlikely. Those are we still have. Where are we halfway through? We have a, we still have people uh, a, a bunch of big names left here in the Democratic docket. Let's go through more. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Whew, man, Look how they is, feel. I mean, this, I really this is a big list, but it's a bad list. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot in here. This is not a deep bench. There's a lot of people who want to run, not a lot of people who should. We'll get no back kidding. with more in those. Uh, it's Stu and Jeffy here on Black Friday uh, for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck Program. 
We're going through the nominees, potential nominees, for the 2020 election for Democrats. It's Stu and Jeffy in for Glenn Beck on the Glenn Beck program. We're making a little headway. I think so. We didn't, we, we're about halfway through the yeah. list. I was hoping to get through the whole thing in an hour, which is not realistic, apparently. <laughs> uh, let me go through these. There's another list of the mayors here. Uh, and these are, Ooh. there's only a few, and I don't think any of them are huge com, uh, contenders. The biggest one would be Michael Bloomberg. Does Michael Bloomberg actually have a chance? An extremist on guns. He's an extremist on the climate for sure. He doesn't have a chance. He's probably going to run though, just because he likes the he likes the the love that he gets. He's been threatening this for a while. He ran as an independent, as a Republican. Now he's back to Democrat. He's registered again as Democrat. Yeah. The, the other thing too is he's got a lot of money, right. a lot of that's money, what, and that's about it. And another thing uh, to too, me. if you talk to him, he's so much smarter than we are. He, he knows is, what we want. He is really a bad candidate. He he's not good in front of the camera. He's a lot. He's a lot less smart. Uh, a lot less intelligent than he believes he is, yeah. uh, which is a problem. It comes off. So I would say no to Bloomberg. But, I mean, you know, any guy with billions of dollars has a shot at That's something like wants. this, I guess. Uh, I, you know, uh, let's see. The other mayors. I, the, I mean, Eric Garcetti. I'm skipping a couple yeah. here. I don't think so. Former, uh, he's the mayor of Los Angeles, right. uh, but again, I don't think that that's going to happen. Mitch Landrieu, mayor of New Orleans. I mean, things are so good in New Orleans all the time that I can't imagine uh, he'd want to leave anyway. But uh, he's a Democrat from the South, so people yeah. talk about him. But no, I mean, I don't no. think that's really a, a thing. So uh, we should go to. There's a couple more categories here. You have the Obama alums, so people from the Obama administration right. that are threatening runs, and I threatening is kind of the right word in this context. And we have kind of the outsiders. As well, and then many, anybody else we, we missed. There's also a lot of other stuff going on. I thought that today was a good day to kind of run through this and get you set up for what's coming. What's coming because we're going to go into the holiday season. You know, uh, you should start to see announcements. You'll get some of these guys will start to either announce to try to get ahead of it, like the small, the smaller, Smallwell or whatever his name is, Swalwell. Uh, he will, you know, likely try to get ahead of everybody. But you'll start getting the real people, the real contenders, starting to announce in January, February, yeah. and maybe even March. Start seeing um, more ads for Hickenloopers. <laughs> By the way, Hickenloopers, two-for-one apples uh, today in their produce section. Make sure you go get some Granny Smiths included at Hickenloopers. Back with more in just a second. Glenn Beck. It's Stu and Jeffy here for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. We are going through the candidates for 2020 from the Democratic Party. And uh, I still think there's some on this list that we have not uh, that are not actually included. I would say there are people who are not, excuse me, not on this list that are, are we, you know, that are potential people who could run. But we're going through this list right now from Politico. We've gone through the senators. We've gone through the congressmen. There's a few serious contenders there. A lot, yeah. a lot of pretenders, I would say there. So let's go with the this is the Obama alums. Oh, boy. OK, here we go. Leading off the list, as you would. Would, would, would expect Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. Now, Biden, I think, definitely is running. Absolutely. The one place I would say he definitely does not have a chance to become is the vice presidential candidate. They're not going to run him again as no. VP. But no, 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 no. He, he is the over... Now, this is hard to, for a lot of people to understand. He is the overwhelming favorite to win the nomination. For I the believe Democrats. that. Early polling has him so far out ahead. The last poll they took, he was ahead by 20 points over every other yeah. competitor. Yeah. They're mad that he didn't run last time. And he most definitely he, is. and Oh, he definitely is. If you remember, his son sort of yeah. tragically passed away, and he was trying to figure out whether he could do it or not. His family, kind of they consulted with the family, decided not to run. He would have been a much tougher matchup oh. for, for Donald Trump than Hillary Clinton is. Yes. Now, again, Joe is, he's going to say a lot of dumb things. He's going to have a lot of gaffes. He's, he, but 
And he's getting up there in age too, right? I mean, he's, he's 75. Yeah. Oof. Um, but the thing about Joe is he will sit there and argue back and forth. He'll fight back. He can deal with the pressure be of fun Trump. To watch. It'd be fun to watch Joe and Trump on stage together. That would be a fun one. I, I want Biden to run just because of that. Yeah. Not, like, I think him and, him and Trump on stage would be legitimately funny. Like just they would just be insulting each other like crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would be entertaining to watch. It would be fun. I think people. I will say this. I think Republicans in general underestimate Biden in this matchup. Now, look, Biden has been a bad presidential candidate. Doesn't he got dis- I mean, destroyed in two thousand eight. Was not even a blip on the radar. You know, like two percent of the vote when Obama wound up winning in that primary, and he he lost even worse in nineteen eighty eight when he was he got the plagiarism troubles and everything else. But he's been pre- president for two terms. The Democrats look back at the Obama administration fondly, uh, unlike reality. And uh, <laughs> um, I think Biden is a he's the overwhelming favorite. He'd have access to a lot of that money uh, yeah. if he decided to run. And he knows he knows all the little angles. I mean, he's the guy. He knows how to work the system. I mean, he would be tough. So I, I and I think especially if the economy breaks down and goes south. There is a, uh, and there's no, you know, there are some indicators that that could be happening, but I mean, right now, economy looks pretty strong. If that continues, you know, Donald Trump has a really good chance of winning election against anybody, a re-election against anybody. But Biden is not the type, like, like an Elizabeth Warren, whether the economy is good or not, would have a tough time dealing with Donald Trump. Joe yeah. Biden, Joe Biden wouldn't aesthetically. And that's a big thing for a lot of people who don't pay attention to issues. Oh, They're no. not going to know where any of these guys stand on anything. You know, that's where a lot of these these elections get to t- decided. And Biden might be he's I think tougher than people realize. Oh, he most definitely is. Yeah. And and he's got and he's got the the Obama muscle behind him. Yeah. I mean that that'll be huge in the run. Julian Castro. Now, he was a mayor of San Antonio, was the US Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. He really wants to be president. He's yeah, been he talked about for a long time. I mean, I I think he's another one who's running for name recognition expansion, right? Like he's the one who's out there saying, okay, know who I am. So in four years I can run. I don't think he would probably be in the conversation for VP, but he's not, I mean, the biggest thing he's had really is mayor of San Antonio and no one cares who the housing and urban development person is. No one, no one's like, Oh, I got to have that guy as my president. Right. Plus, uh, you know, is maybe it's just me, but I have a hard time thinking that someone with the last name Castro is going to be president of the United States. <laughs> it's a great. I will say, I remember somebody making this point really early on in 2008 and saying, the United States of America is not going to elect a person who has the, the, the name oh. Hussein in his name. I know. And I, a guy who has I, one letter away from Osama I, I in his know, name. I know, which, but it's and not. we the, did twice. It's not exactly the same, though. It's true. It's it is not, not exactly, exactly the, the same. same. That's a good point. I will say too. Uh, interesting point on because uh, he's he's uh, uh, one of twin brothers. Would we have a situation where they could just switch, switch. off with the gig? Apparently, that was rumored to have happened in San Antonio, where he his his twin brother would show up to like parades and stuff. And worst case, the worst case, that's tremendous. <laughs> worst case, tomorrow, it's a Christmas movie, right? Yeah, at the very least, you got that going for you. All right, Hillary Clinton. Any chance she's actually running? No way. I think the answer to that is no as well. I think the I think she realizes that the speeches, the books, the interviews, all that 
gets diminished significantly the second she says, no, I'm not right. running. So keep it alive as long she as She has can. to keep it alive. I mean, they need the money now, right? I so they're, they're on the tour. They're writing books. She's speaking. She's out there. Yeah, but how can they need the money? They, they're, they're like billionaires at this point. Are they? Yeah. I don't think so. I, I I I mean maybe they are maybe they are maybe maybe that's their net, their net worth overall but I mean some of that money we've heard reports all all kinds of reports that the foundation money has well the foundation though is but that's what they were living supposed on. to be different it's supposed to be a different right. pile of money right. yeah, I don't of course know if it, it is. is yeah of course it is that's what, I'm sorry what was I thinking yeah <laughs> you're not saying that they're accessing no no okay, no, no 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 Eric Holder. Now, I will say Eric Holder oh, wants to run. Yes, he does. He is making a lot of signals. I don't think he would be... He's not likable enough. He, he seems like a kind of a jerk. Now, that yeah. might work early on in the campaign because you can kind of be insulting to... you know, Like Other, he was saying, like, when they go low, we kick them. Yeah. That's his famous quote from recently. Yeah. Like, that attitude will appeal to some activists. It will appeal yeah, to some will. donors. Uh, it might give him enough to convince himself to give this a whirl. Yeah. But again, I don't think yeah, he wants there's... To, you're right. He wants to, though. He's not going to come through a field like that, I don't think. Unless he's a much better politician than he seems to be. Uh, yeah. You know, because you got to have a, you got to be able to relate to break through. And that is, uh, that's, does not seem to be a strength. No. I mean, this one's a joke. Never John does. Kerry? They're not going to run John Stop Kerry it. again, are they? Stop it. I mean, I would love it. I mean, what? Kerry but, is what now, 95? He's only 74. Oh, sorry. He's like the youngest guy on this list. <laughs> he actually is. He actually is. Like, wow, we got somebody only in their early to mid 70s? <laughs> wow. No, Kerry's 74, obviously, was Secretary of State. I don't think there's any chance. No there. way. Okay. He, I mean, he's already run and lost, right? I mean, he's it's already done. We're through with him. Yes. If he was going to run again, probably the year would have been 2008. Right, like I mean, this is before we knew about Barack yeah. Obama. If he was going to run again, he would have had to do it in 2008, and it's over now. I think. Okay, out the outsiders is this next group? Michael Avenatti. No, Michael Avenatti. He's he may run, but he's a joke. No. Um, and the Democrats now hate him. Uh, I don't know if anyone's noticed this. The second he was no longer useful, yeah. uh, you know, the Stormy Daniels thing doesn't seem to be happening anymore. Um, the uh, now he's been accused of assault. Yeah. He did the he. They they are like so they don't have to blame people like Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. They're blaming Michael Avenatti for the Kavanaugh thing falling apart, and he was certainly a part of it. But let's be honest about it; they were all awful. They sure one. were. It wasn't just him. They sure were. But they're 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 finding it awful easy to throw it all on him. Mm-hmm. Mark Cuban is a list on the Outsiders. Now wow. Cuban is interesting in that he he's not really a Democrat. He's not really a Republican. He, he I he I've heard him say he's a libertarian. He's not really yeah. a libertarian uh, at all. Um, he is, he thinks he can beat Trump. He, I think he is the type that could stand up to the sort of the pressure that Donald Trump brings. He's been in this world. I think so too, but I don't know that he is, uh, strong enough to, uh, he might be strong enough to get the nomination if he got through all that. Maybe, but I don't think he stands up to Trump well. I think he would. I think because really? he, he can do the same types of things Trump can do, right? He could know. say sort of the outlandish thing. He can be insulting. Uh, he can... He's a reality star, too, right? They're both reality stars. I mean, certainly there's something just about the United States having an election where it's just reality star versus reality star. That is pretty much what you know we what? should have at this that's point. That's what we, you're right. I think that's, you're right. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it does. In America. Does. But I think that there is a, uh, there's an outside possibility for this side to like, commit to this. I feel like this, the, what, what I've read and what I've heard, I, mean, I feel like he's the kind of guy that he really wants to. 
you know, despite him, well, you know, I got the family and I got the TV. I think he just, I get the feeling in other interviews that he really wants to. He feels like he can. I feel like he thinks I should have been Trump. I think that's what he thinks. I, I think Cuban oh, yeah. looks at this and says, wait a minute, why did I let this guy go out there right. and win the presidency? If I would have run, I would have been able to do it too. Right. I could do this. I, could, I think he thinks that way. And I think he would like to go one. I think he thinks he could beat Trump one-on-one. Getting through a Democratic primary for Mark Cuban does not it's seem tough, plausible to me. That's a long haul. I've said this before, but far more impressive than beating Hillary Clinton for Donald Trump was winning the primary. It was yes. much, much more impressive than beating I mean, honestly, I think you could have picked any one of any 50 one of candidates on the Republican side that could have beaten Hillary Clinton in a one-on-one I mean, we said, battle. Yeah, we said... It was the primary that was impressive. Yeah. And, you know, beating... I mean, he beat a lot of good candidates... Sure did. ...from the Republican side in that primary. I mean, they had 17, probably six or seven of them were pretty freaking good candidates. No doubt about it. And he beat them all. Beating... Anytime you get to a one-on-one situation, anything can happen in those races because a major event, um, you know... I mean, think of it. If Hillary... If, if let's say, the Hillary Clinton was behind by five or six points and the tape of Donald Trump on the bus happened three or four days before the election rather than a month. Right. Hillary, would anybody maybe. Maybe be able to make that up, right? Like, it, anything can happen in those last seconds. McCain had no chance of beating uh, Barack Obama with the with the economic collapse happening a right. month before the election. There was no chance of it. And anything like that can happen. The, when you get into a one-on-one, that's why it's dangerous if a socialist does come out of the Democratic primary. If you get, a let's say, a Bernie Sanders acolyte, right, that comes out of that. Okay. If there's an economic collapse month, a month right. before, that socialist great. will win, and then you're in real trouble. And he looks, yeah. You know, because they'll pick anybody other than the party in power at that point. Okay, here's another one. Howard Schultz. Oh, but he wants to run. It, it does seem different. like he wants yeah. to. A CEO of Starbucks, if you don't if you don't know that story. Um he built that company. Uh, it was a it was a coffee store that did not sell cups of coffee when he took it over. They just sold the beans so you could go home Think and make that. it yourself. Think about that. He turned it into obviously one of the biggest uh, companies in the world. He is a they they describe him as a relatively business friendly democrat. Uh, obviously he comes from a CEO, he's very wealthy, could spend a lot of money. You know, I don't know. Is it possible? Sure. He's much more possible than the next guy, I think, which is Tom Steyer. Steyer, we talked about a little bit last week, or earlier this week. He is a another billionaire guy, um, big-time climate activist, made his money. Uh, and he's kind of like the, he's like a George Soros type yeah. of character, big-time donor to progressive causes. Has been putting his face on TV constantly to try to get Trump impeached. And I will say, uh, Tom Steyer uh, mm-hmm. has now uh, become famous because uh, our own Pat Gray, Mm-hmm. Has uh, said that if he would, if he were to get the nomination, that he would eat his underwear. Eat his underwear, right? That's the latest one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know why he would say that because Tom Steyer, in his platform, has guaranteed health. So if you're sick right now, you will you, be healed. If Tom Steyer is elected president, he's guaranteeing then, health. Then I want Pat to eat, be able to eat his underwear. Right? I mean, look, if you have a sick relative, you're thinking to myself, look, I don't, I don't like the tax policy, but if he can make everyone healthy, <laughs> right. seems like a good platform. I'm in love with Tom Steyer. Not sure how he would pull that one off exactly, but he is, I, I think he wants to run too. Yeah. Uh, and I would not be surprised to see an early announcement for him because people don't really know who he is despite his efforts. So if he beats everybody to the punch, he gets coverage. He gets his coverage and he'll have money. He'll, he has billions and billions of dollars to dump into advertising to get you to know who he is. Right. And there is an argument to be made. Anybody who will commit to that has a chance. I personally believe in this day and age, you can't buy an election like that. 
You can't. I mean, people are like, well, Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump spent no money. He spent no money. He, he won an election with with almost. He disproved the point. He sure did. All he was was a, a person who was covered by I mean, the he news. He used media. the election to make himself money because he did events, everything that charged back to the Trump hotels. <laughs> oh, there's, I- there's definitely an argument about that. <laughs> but I mean, he really, he didn't. He got a lot of free media because yeah. people, he, the media is. is and continues to be completely obsessed with him as a person. Completely obsessed with him. They were obsessed with him in New York uh, on the media there when he was when it was only a local situation. Yeah. And now they are obs- yeah, they are absolutely obsessed oh. with him to the point that they will overturn longstanding beliefs. It's embarrassing uh, how how much they cover this guy for the hatred. It's true. It's embarrassing. It's true. And you know, I, I I've become obsessed with the idea that because of the way we deal with politics right now, so often we allow these debates to control the decisions that we make. And it's not just us, but it's everybody. You know, the media is a perfect example here. The media has been aligned with uh, the unions and aligned with people like Bernie Sanders for decades to get tariffs passed. They want to a a protectionist trade policy to go away from these right-wing lunatics like Ronald Reagan and, uh, you know, Barry Goldwater and Milton Friedman and all of these people who have been preaching free trade for 50 years. And the media has been on the opposite side of that battle the entire time saying, no, unions are important. Now, mind you, a lot of them are on television as members of unions telling you how important (laughs) unions are. And they're saying unions are important. We need tariffs. We need protectionism. The Democratic platform has been about that for decades. The second Donald Trump supports tariffs, uh-uh. you've ne- they all turn into Milton Friedman. <laughs> you've never seen a more pro-free trade group of people than the mainstream media today so who will true. tell you every argument Reagan made about free trade. They'll all tell you how oh, it's so much better if you got there's an economic consensus about from economy. They'll go crazy telling you how great free trade is only because Donald Trump opposes it. And yeah. again, you know, opposes is a strong, but he's certainly a protectionist. He's raised, you know, tariffs uh, by over 100% uh, from previous levels. And they're, you know, if these other proposals are going through, it could be five, six, seven hundred percent before this is over. Amazing. And, and, but forget all that for a second. The media is allowing themselves, and the Democratic Party is allowing themselves, and the and unions and all, and all these other groups are allowing themselves to have their opinions formed by the fact that Donald Trump has the has right. has his opinion. They are basing their beliefs on just opposing what he believes. That is never a good idea, no. and uh, I think Steyer is a great example of that. Right, like he is just an anti-Trump, anti-Trump, anti-Trump. No matter what Trump is, he's the opposite. And whether that works in the election, I think it might in the primary. primary I don't know that it works will, overall. Yeah. Any thought shot before we leave here? This uh, the last couple on this list. The you Rock say that you say Oprah. that you know, but the thing is, is that all of these people that we've named are just against Trump. Yes, there's very. So little, I don't know where you draw the line of who's more except, against Trump. Right. So, the exception of some of the socialist candidates who really have an actual worldview, right? Like Bernie Sanders has not changed his opinion on tariffs. He still loves them. Right. Like, so right. there are a few right. of those ideological people who are like that. Um, I think the socialists are really the main ones. And that's why they're the scariest ones. Because if you get right. a one on one, there's enough people who just don't like Trump, generally speaking, or if an event happens, the economy goes bad, they might elect one of these guys. And so you kind of hope that just a quote unquote normal Democrat comes through that <laughs> process because Good luck. you don't want it to be a one on one. Any shot? You think Oprah has any shot of running no. or The Rock? No, no. right? Anybody no. else to think? We talked about Kasich being on that list. 
Uh, he's going to run. He's probably going to run Is as an independent. Anywhere? He has no chance. No. Anyone else you can think of that that uh, was left off there? I mean, we don't. I, I saw Michelle Obama should be on the list. Yeah, and I, you know, I think she's worth. She's certainly more likely than Oprah. I think but she just came out with a big retrospective. She is book. more likely than Oprah, although I think that Michelle is. Uh, I don't know. She might if you, if they're doing testing. I don't know how good she tests. Yeah, I don't think so either. Plus, I think if Biden's in, she's not. So right. that's another thing. So all right, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Back with more here in just a moment on the Glenn Beck program. If you're doing some of your shopping for Christmas, so we've got a good place for you to go. Shop.theblaze.com is where you need to go. Shop.theblaze.com. You can get uh, all kinds of uh, Blaze merchandise. And if you use the offer code Black Friday 20, 20% off. So today's the day to buy your Blaze products. You can get, uh, you know, you can, who wants a Pat Unleashed cup when you can have a, a Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher coffee cup? At 20% off, that's a deal. Shop.theblaze.com. We should point out that's the name of your podcast, of course, Jeffy. Uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can get it every day on the on uh, wherever you podcasts are sold for free. That's correct. And as well as uh, Pat Unleashed as well. We're going to point out, too, uh, the tour is coming up. Let's give away another, way, another yes. pair of tickets. If you happen to be in Tampa or Orlando, where's our Orlando peeps at? We all of, I think all the tickets we've yeah, given away Tampa. so far have been Tampa, Tampa ones. Let's see some activity from Orlando here. Uh, yeah, step up. All right, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Call right now if you'd like to go to that ticket uh, to go to that show. It is next week, November thirtieth or December first in Florida. Glenbeck.com slash tour for all the details. Give us a call now. We're giving away free tickets. Back in just a second. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, we're giving away tickets to our shows in Florida. Glenbeck.com slash tour is the place to go to buy tickets. Uh, you can get those. You know, those are great presents for the holidays. Tampa, November 30th. Uh, Orlando, December 1st. That's a week from today is November 30th. Oh. So it's coming up soon. If you happen to be in the area, we'd love to see you there. Let's go to uh, Chuck in Florida. Chuck, welcome to the Glenbeck program. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm a long-time fan. Oh, thank you so thank much you. for that. We appreciate it. Uh, you, you, where are you uh, located? We're in Sepner. Okay. Sepner, Florida, right, right outside of Tampa. Nice. Yeah. So you want to join us uh, in Tampa on Friday? Yes, sir. I mean, you right. don't want to drive to Orlando? What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would make a lot of sense, right? About three hour delay. <laughs> I will say, uh, and this is true uh, for anybody in the audience, uh, you can always drive to Jeffy's house and just hang out outside, and he'll always pop out and do a little show for you. So well, that's yeah, true. Maybe a little barbecue or something? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you're in. Uh, Chuck, uh, welcome to the Tampa show. We'll see you there on Friday. Uh, thanks so much for listening all this time. We we, we do appreciate it. I mean, Tampa was the yeah, the origin of I this uh, this particular program, and we love, love Tampa. It. So, thanks so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Darren in Florida as well. Darren, welcome to the Glenbeck program. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Oh, pretty good. Good. You want to go to one of the shows too? I sure would. Which one are you looking to get into? Well, I live in Orlando, so obviously, I would be like uh, I'd like to go to Tampa. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. <laughs> and how much are tickets to Jeffy's house? Uh, Je- oh, Je- oh, believe me, oh. He'll, he'll, he usually will pay oh. you to come watch him. That's oh, one of the weird things me. about him. <laughs> well, if I, can go to, if I can go to Orlando and Jeffy's house, oh. I'm in. You may have to purchase some <laughs> items once you're there. <laughs> All right, Orlando. I'd love to give a little love to Orlando, one of our first affiliates as well. Yeah. Orlando, uh, you're in for the Orlando show again, December first. Glenbeck.com slash tour is the place to go. Thanks so much for the uh, call, Darren, and we'll get you into that one. Um, I, now, a lot of people right. say to me when I'm at these tour events, Jeffy, 
we do the little meet and oh, greets boy. before, and we talk to people. And, and one of the questions that comes up eh, fairly often is, why are you so mean to Jeffy? And I always am shocked by that because I always feel like our moments together are the best parts of your day. Oh, thank you, you so know, much. The rest of your life is obviously. I'm so happy wow. that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's true. I can see it in your face. <laughs> The rest of your day is just a it's just a complete know, cluster. Yeah. But yeah. not but not here though. Not here. This not is here. the happy point of your day. And to prove this point, I have selected some stories per, just specifically for you. Really? Yes. Yeah, I knew what oh, you were going to be on today. And I thought there'd be a few Jeffy stories I that we should go through. That. There are a few. There's always a few. That's, That's why we do chewing the fat every day. Every day you get the podcast. <laughs> These are my submissions for your chewing okay. the fat. Some possibilities yeah. and stories. I like this one a lot. Uh, a pilot. Uh, was uh, on a flight recently, and he had a special guest on the flight. Okay. Uh, Olivia Munn. Ooh. Now, Olivia Munn is uh, known to be a fairly attractive yeah. a female uh, actress, and I don't know. I think she's some... I don't know what else she does. Didn't she like, doing something with gaming or something at the beginning? I don't remember. But Olivia Munn, she's, she's pretty hot, I yes, guess, she is, how is. I would, is how I would summarize that. Yes, she is. Uh, also happened to be the pilot's free pass in his marriage. Now... I you know some people so do nice. this. Uh, I mean, every marriage does it, Stu. I don't know why you see some people. It's all every mar- every marriage has a has a free press deal. You're gonna be shocked to hear that's not actually true. Really? Yeah, I don't think. I don't, I'm pretty sure that is not true. Whatever but we, you say. We all understand what a free pass is, right? The concept being <laughs> that hey, uh, look, we are married, and you have to be loyal to this marriage, but but. If you happen to bump into Olivia Munn on a flight, I'll let you, you you can do it without you, repercussions. You can, it's okay. Now it, it's always been interesting, and I don't know. If there's an actual real world test of this. Um, it has there ever been a, a an actual use of one of these free passes, and how did that work out? Because let's just say you have a free pass to hook up with Olivia Munn. You hook up with Olivia Munn. Does your wife actually honor this earlier? Well, she promise? has to. What do you mean? Does she has to? It's the rule. I just it's don't think it deal. would happen. I feel it's like part of the deal. I feel like there might be a, a little seller's remorse on that one. I right? can't believe you actually did that. Right, and I you, you feel like it would be somewhat justified. I think you did promise to God and and everything else that you wouldn't do such things, except for the free pass. I I don't know if if I don't know if God would honor the free pass, but we who knows? We we, we stranger things have happened. I'm willing to wait and ask him. <laughs> So this Olivia Munn actually gets on his flight and he texts his How wife and he says, you're not going to believe this. Olivia Munn's on this flight. And of course, she's my free pass. Right. And the wife jokingly says, oh, my gosh, you have to get a picture of her or, or you know, picture or it didn't happen. Now, that that's first right. indication so to me that the, she would not actually no, she, honor. It was just it was a joke to them as a specialist. Right. Never going to happen. And that the free pass, the free pass is just the selfie with her, and you were you got to you got to say hello, right? So right? yes, not really showing up and taking her up into the front of the plane. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think the wife would be like, "Oh, that's silly. Go talk to her." If he she thought it was a, the real situation, right? So, so that's just so wrong. So th- this goes viral because the text exchange goes viral, and he essentially chickens out and doesn't even go oh talk my to gosh. her. Now, later on, Olivia Munn finds out about this and tweets and says, oh, you should have come up and talked to me and should uh-huh. have taken a picture with me. Uh-huh. I would have totally taken a picture with you. Would you? Now, I, 
Maybe, maybe she would have taken a picture, but that has not what the free pass is. No, the free pass is not a no. selfie pass. It's not a pass <laughs> to go uh, get a nice picture with with no, the. No, but the actress. idea is you get a selfie and then you start a conversation and then you realize that you know you're my free pass. So, I mean, let's go as a as a man, Jeffy. If you have a free pass situation, and let's say your free pass is Olivia Munn, respectfully, of course. You gotta at least try it, right? Have to. You have to you at least have ask. to. If it's real. Now, I mean, there's a jokey one. Maybe if it's jokey, Absolutely. you're not gonna do it. You have to. But though. if it's real, you have to at I, least take the opportunity to ask. Yes. Now, you I have think to. in this world, in the Me Too world, you probably go to prison for a hundred years for asking. No, you get the selfie and you say, ha ha ha, you know, my wife and I have a free pass deal. You're mine. I, you didn't even say it to me, and I feel like I want to send you to prison. <laughs> You're mine. You're... <laughs> it sounded like you were about to take her hostage. Are you going to hurt these women? <laughs> Is that what's happening here? Because I think I, I feel like you have to give it a whirl in that spot. I mean, you have to. And then, look, there's no chance that Olivia says, "Oh my gosh, okay." Yes. <laughs> it would be. I mean, well, that would be an amazing oh my story, gosh. right? I don't. You're right. I don't think there's much of a chance of her saying yes to this. Anyone that's your free pass is your free pass only in your mind, right? I mean, it's you're saying, "Hey, you were my free pass, ha ha ha," and you take the selfie with Olivia or whoever that is. But that is still has to say, "Oh, get that I'm your free pass. Oh, lucky me." Right. <laughs> that's the thing. Cause I and I would never enter the enter to this sort of situation because, like, I would be in like my my wife. I married up quite a bit. And there would actually be danger. She she works. She has her own radio show, and she works with celebrities. I actually, she might actually be able to get one of these guys. To, I mean, and plus, the girl, the girl, the guy thinks a lot easier. Yes, right. Like, so this is not yes. a good deal for guys. You're never hooking up with your free pass. Correct. And she and she, she probably could, could absolutely if she feels like 100%. it. Hundred percent. So this is a danger area. This is a warning here on Black Friday. <laughs> That's a good point. Yes. I Don't go into the free pass thing. I made the deal. <laughs> So you have a free pass, I'm sure. I just who, said it. Who, who would it doesn't? Be? Who would it be? Who's your free pass? Uh, no, you're not getting that out of me. Well, this, you're on a national radio show. Maybe they'll hear about it. Maybe they'll tweet it. And they'll say, hey, I would be happy to take I a selfie with I, you. I can't remember their name. Okay, I thought so. Because you wouldn't do anything. You would not do anything, as oh, we know. Oh, my gosh. As we know. So I would say this guy really is a failure. <laughs> you got to at least, you, certainly you need to get the picture, but you need to at least politely inquire. Just want to make, yes. just inform you of my personal arrangement. I know this doesn't affect you. But just to let you know uh, that uh, you're currently in a, you've, you've currently could have a slice of this yes. if you wanted it, and uh, I just want to make you aware of that. <laughs> now it's not going to work, but I feel like you have to have the story yeah. at that point. Okay, you another one, to. another specifically curated story for Jeffy, <laughs> because I'm so nice to you. Uh, of course, you are. Uh, there was a terrorist threat that happened at a chicken place. Uh, well, Arthur- right now, you've made me angry. I mean, why is it? Terrorist is starting to affect chicken places. Yeah. This country has gone down. <laughs> well, this one's a little bit different. Uh, Arthur Posey's a 30-year-old. He was booked on charges in connection to a bomb threat um, after his story. So he was arrested for this. Yes. Okay. Uh, he, it was in New Orleans. It was at a uh, Willie's Chicken Shack. Uh, people <laughs> heard him talking about uh, blowing up the restaurant, or at least part of it, um, at the Canal Street restaurant. And... <laughs> I had an interesting excuse. I mean, I understand. No. If if he's threatening to blow up the place. Like, what if they didn't give you enough chicken? Yeah. Okay. No, that's not what this is about. Okay. 
He has an, a specific excuse. Uh, according to the warrant, the red, re- restaurant's manager said a man later identified as Posey went into the restaurant and approached the food preparation area, then asked her what time the restaurant closed. She told the man she did not know when the restaurant closed, the manager told police. The manager stated the man, who wore a green hat, blue jacket, and carried a white bag, said, y'all about to close right now because I'm going to get a bomb and blow this place up. Okay, You're so laughing, that, but that's, that's a, a little serious, scary. That's a little scary. It's a serious yes, threat. Absolutely scary. The manager told police she took the threat very seriously, as I think most people I, would. Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to smile. Notified the general manager, who instructed her to call police, and they did, and they got this guy arrested. Now, his excuse, I think, was... It was very interesting, and I, this is why I brought the story up, because in reference to you. Uh, Posey claimed to the officer when he was uh, uh, confronted about this that he told a male employee he was going to blow the bathroom up in reference to a bowel movement. <laughs> uh, the, okay, A. How does a girl not know what time the restaurant? She's working there. How does the gr- girl does not know what time the restaurant closes? Well, I don't know the answer right? to that. I don't and know. But she's still employed there by calling the bosses, saying somebody's claiming to trying to blow up the place, call the police. I don't know why you're focusing on this. How do the police this? actually arrest this guy? Although I've been mm-hmm. pulled over by New Orleans police before in my life. Shocking. And uh, they're, they're fine officers. Okay. Fine good, officers. Good, good to know. I can understand how they would arrest someone making the... About to blow this place up. <laughs> blow the bathroom Joke. up? I mean, who is that? Not to mention, what a repulsive thing to say inside of a restaurant to somebody. Like, I mean, it's always a just a oh, gross man. reference. Uh, yeah, it is. But to say it, you know, in a restaurant You're about to close line, now. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, by the way, they didn't believe him. It was the way this ended. They, they think did- he actually did make a terrorist threat, and he's his... His cover story is the bathroom thing. Did he have? Did he have explosive devices and stuff on him? In no, the bag or it does not, it not appear that he actually was going to bomb the thing. But you can you can make a bomb threat and get him trouble for it without actually bombing somebody. Uh, there are bomb threats. You're not supposed to make bomb threats, right? So that is, I guess, what they're saying he did. And I that's kind of bad. I don't know how they could check to see. You know, I mean, there's. I don't want to know. I have I a pretty good know. idea. Okay. <laughs> Pretty good idea That's how not, you would check. Uh, we have another uh, development in the social credit system score in China. That's this story we've been talking about for a while. You're yeah. kind of a big privacy guy. I, you know, I I want to be. I like to pretend I am. Yes. Because, look, we all have computers that have cameras on. And do we put the tape over the camera mm-hmm. that are looking at us? No. I do. Do, do you? I do. On my th- I have a, one of those little sliding things that cover the camera on my computer. That's about as far as I'm going to so, go with okay. it. Okay. All right. Because mm-hmm. you have a phone that you carry around with you all day. That and I don't have it on that. do anything with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I want to be. And, my, you know, the, I have a phone that I can, I can watch stuff on my TV and watch stuff on my phone. And I want to be, oh, I'm not going to give any DNA to any any place. And I, but just put the chip in me. All right. Be done with <laughs> all it. Right. All right. Just be done. That's, where I, that's about where I'm at. We'll get into where that attitude is leading us in just a moment. 888-727-BECK is the, pro- is the uh, phone number for you to call. It's Stu and Jeffy in for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. Uh, I'll give you one more pair of tickets here to right, Tampa or Orlando. Give us a call. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Our shows are next week. Glenbeck.com slash tour. Tampa, November 30th. Orlando, December 1st. Go and buy tickets if you can't win these last pair. Uh, we'd love to see you there. So we were talking about the invasion of privacy. Yeah. Uh, and Jeffy being kind of wanting to be a, 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 a privacy be proud, guy. But 
Yeah. We've given up on it. The new uh, Facebook thing they've put in there now is a, like a screen with a camera that's just on all the time. Yeah. I think Char- it was Charlie Warzel from BuzzFeed who called it an in-home panopticon, which is like, oh, if you know a- that reference, like it's one of the early designs of prisons. And like, you don't want to put that in your home, but people are like, oh, sure, I'll put it Doesn't in my matter. home. Doesn't matter. That'd be cool. Here's, here's what China is doing with this sort of stuff. They have a social credit system. We've talked about this many times, just like what's on Black Mirror in that one episode right. where you know you have a bad interaction with the government or another person, you lower your social credit score, they start taking things away. We're finally getting the first results of what's been implemented so far. Remember, the whole thing isn't until 2020 where they actually implemented. Um, according to the state-run news outlet, Global Times, again, these are their numbers. As of May of this year, the government had blocked 11.14 million people wow. from flights. 11.14 million people from flights and 4.25 million people from taking high-speed train trips. Wow. Holy That's crap. Amazing. Now, that it, sounds like a lot, though, but they've got like 100 billion people in China, so it's only a small percentage. They do have a lot of people. That's true. Um, also, uh, we'll give you a here. Um, uh, they have done uh, banned 3 million people from buying business class train tickets that wanted to buy business class. That's- that's already. It sure is. It's not even fully implemented yet. This is incredible. It's sure. Is. We're not going to have time to talk to Dana in Orlando, but I mean, oh, Glenn's no. not here, so just give her the tickets. I'll just give her the tickets anyway. Yeah. yeah I'll totally give her the tickets. Go to the show, anyway. Dana. <laughs> nice. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you Monday. Have a good weekend.